Hey, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality with mind mastery, emotional management, and meditation. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey, ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I hope I am finding you zen-like. If you are not zen-like, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. So back by popular demand, uh, the zen deck. I am going to be pulling not one, but two cards from the zen deck. You know, I was looking back at the the stats of my podcast. And it's kind of fun to look and watch things grow. And I was so excited. Then the very beginning, I was in two countries and it was like, then it was growing and growing and people were watching and clicking and, and listening and commenting about it. And now I'm in 35 countries and have over 3,500 click plays. And I'm pretty excited about it because this is one of my favorite things and my favorite aspects about my business. I love talking, <laughs> but really I love sharing my, my knowledge and the things that I have accumulated over the course of several years on this planet. I have been studying the personal development field for years and years and years. And where it really started was when I would come up to a problem. Now, it didn't really start until I was um, well into my adult years. I was probably... Well, I was probably in my mid-20s, and I think I've told the story a hundred times in my podcast, but it, it, um, it has a lot of power to it because it's like the beginning of my path. I've always been interested in helping people, but I didn't always have that knowledge. You know, I've always been quite compassionate and very giving, you know, of my, you know, knowledge or help or assistance or a listening ear or compassion, stuff like that. And, um, but as we've moved into the technology age, it has been quite easy to gain more education or knowledge or tools and techniques and strategies about different things. So I have a, um, when it started in my mid twenties, I was in a really terrible relationship and it was like, we were breaking up all the time and it was very stressful and I was very anxious and then I was depressed. And then it was just this really unhealthy, terrible, stupid relationship. But why was it stupid? Because I wasn't in that space to warrant the amount of love and respect that I wanted in my relationship. Because you've heard me say, and it's one of my favorite quotes, is you can only love to the depth in which you love yourself. And I think to me, that is the core of all personal development. It is the core. And why is it? Because once I love myself, I can accomplish anything in the world. It, it completely empowers me. It completely moves me forward. And learning these different techniques when I was faced with some problem, like in this relationship, I'm like, okay, I want a healthy relationship. What the flap? How do I get that? There are people out there like me who are having successful relationships. They're happy, they're healthy, they're having fun, they're marrying their best friends, they're having wonderful families and big houses and going on vacations and, and they're just successful. And I want that. So I went to the store and I went to the deep dark corner of the bookstore and I found a book in the self-help section where everyone thought that that's where only crazy people went and people that were, were in therapy for 100 years. 
that's what my favorite place of the bookstore. And I'm still always drawn to there. And anyway, or into that, that section of the bookstore. Anyway, so I go over there and I'm not kidding. This book falls off the shelf at my feet. And it was how to have the love you want. And it was an amazing journey right then and there. And that has, that was not my first personal development book. I think it was like my second. The first one was how to, or what to say when you talk to yourself by um, Helm. Wait, it's uh, Shan Helmstetter. I forget his first name. It's like Shan or Shem or something like that. Helmstetter. Uh, great, great book. But anyway, so that's what started my personal development. I'm like, hey, here's some knowledge in these books of, of people who have gone before me, who have created relationships and decided that they were going to write a book about it so now I can learn from it. I know it sounds completely ridiculous, but I became a student for the next 27 years. I took it in book by book, page by page, course and learning and webinars and seminars and retreats and audio programs and blogs and everything. Every time there's a problem, doesn't matter what the problem is, I Google the crap out of it and I find solutions to those problems. I work that system and see how it works for me. And if it works, then I share it with you. So today I'm going to pull two different cards from my Zen deck. When I was looking at the stats and I saw that the Zen deck is kind of popular. And I just like, well, let's just give it a try. I'm going to try a couple things this year. I did the Daily Dose, which is just a fast, quick um, podcast, just, you know, five, six, seven minutes long, just a real quick you know, it hits you kind of hard between the eyes with some information and, and uh, some quick techniques and some powerful, powerful, motivating podcasts. And I have to say, those aren't nearly as possible as the Zen deck. So here I am shuffling the cards. And the very first card is today we have, oh my gosh, it couldn't be any more perfect. Self-acceptance. Frackers. Self-acceptance. What can I do with this? You guys, when we talk about self-acceptance, I'm going to read you the quote in a second. We talk about self-acceptance. This is all about accepting where you are in this moment, in the journey, whether you are struggling or whether you are successful. This is accepting where you are, taking a moment to look inward and go, yeah, this is where I'm at in my body. This is where I'm at in my spiritual journey or my health journey or my, my, my money journey, my career and you know what the best part is? You can change directions at any moment. There's so many powerful ways to change directions in your life. It's ridiculous, especially right now with, with the internet straight at your fingertips. You can learn anything you want at any moment. And with self-acceptance, this is the first key to self-love is accepting where you are right now. You can, you can accept it and stay like, hey, I, I, I've got this job and I'm making six figures. I freaking love it. Well, great, accept where you are, but you don't have to change anything. You can say, oh man, I'm 50 pounds overweight. I accept where I'm at. I made all of the choices to get me to where I am right now. And guess what? I'm now going to turn left and I'm going to learn how to lose weight. So let's read the quote, self-acceptance. Your true nature is neither good nor bad. It is not found in enlightenment or lost in delusion. It is the spotless beauty of all creation. Who then is the self you are accepting or not accepting? Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's very powerful. When you, when you sit and just breathe deeply and there's two parts to you, 
there, well, there's three parts to you, but there's the two parts I'm talking about. There's your physical being that you think you are, that you are in this physical plane, having this physical experience, and you're walking around in this carcass, and this is your body. This is what you've been born into. Your spiritual being has been dumped into this body, and now you are on your way uh, trying to figure stuff out. And you're bumping along in the world with all these experiences and all these situations and trying to understand how in the world do I get where I'm going. Well, the first part is to know where you're going. But then there's the second part of you that is your spiritual self that is constantly pushing your physical self forward. Constantly. You constantly feel this pressure, which is where guilt comes from. Guilt and this is sometimes determination and, and sometimes just this, this, sometimes it even depression or anxiety where I'm like, oh, can I just stand still for a second? No. Your spiritual self is here to explore. Your spiritual self is here to expand, constantly seeking expansion, constantly seeking new experiences, constantly pushing the envelope, pushing at its boundaries, which is why change never ceases. That's why your spiritual self is the bigger, broader part of you. That is your true self. Your physical being is only an expression of your inner being, right? It is the, the true mirror image is look at your life right now. Stand back, look at your linear life, though time is not linear, but looking at your linear life, my wealth, my health, my relationships, my spirituality, my mental, my emotional body. How is my health? That's just where you are. That's where you are in the book of life. That's where you bookmarked. That's just, you're on chapter nine or 23 or three. It doesn't matter. But that's where you are. So this is just where we are. But understand that your book is not fully written. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you, what you, where you are in life, your book is not fully written. It is not complete. You were born into this body. You have this space. You have this stuff. You have this job, these relationships, this, this money situation, whatever. But it's not over. You're not at the end of your book. You can change it. But first, you have to accept where you are. This is a beautiful, beautiful card. And self-acceptance is the first step to change. If you have something in your life that you want to change, someplace, something in your life that you want to improve upon, first of all is accepting where you are. A lot of times I, I work with clients that have their head put in the sand, <laughs> deeply in the sand, in their, um, their finances. That is the first, one of the biggest and first areas of life, sometimes even their health, but health can be really loud, right? And sometimes your finances can be really loud too, but your health can be really loud and it's really scary sometimes. But if you accept where you are without dogging on yourself and you just say, you know what? Yes, this is where I'm at right now. This is my body. This is where I have, I have worked my body in this direction. I am sitting in this space. I remember it took a long time for me to recognize that this relationship this past relationship, not my current relationship, but this relationship that I, that I was in was so shitty. It took me a long, long time, like four miserable years, you guys, four years in this relationship that was so terrible. And the, the, the way I coined this relationship is this was a four year relationship that should have lasted four days. It was miserable. I was miserable. She was miserable. It was stupid. It was unhealthy. 
it was, it was but we but neither of us could let go of it until really the very end where it was so much damage had been done that I was numbing to the fact and becoming angrier and angrier and then realizing I have to go. We have to end this. And we did eventually. Four years. Are you joking? But I will tell you this. I did not accept the fact of where this relationship was. When I look back at it now, I saw all the signs. I saw all the signs that misery was starting, that we were going to be a miserable couple. I saw all the signs and I made changes. And I did that with my nine-year relationship. I saw all the signs. And I'm like, we are heading towards the old married couple that, that doesn't enjoy each other's time anymore. And I didn't want that. So I ended that relationship. So with self-acceptance, tell me what you have to do right now. What is an area of your life where you have to accept where you are? And in that acceptance, that's when change can happen. It's when we are denying where we are, when we are burying our head in the sand, that that is when things go bad. That's when things go sour, right? That is when we put our head in the sand and we deny and we ignore what it is that we know we have to change. You may not be ready. You may not be ready to change it. But when you deny it, when you ignore it, people are telling you, God, you need to break up with her. She's so terrible for you. You guys are terrible together. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm going to fix her. I'm different. Our relationship is different. I lied to everybody. And you're lying. You're hurting yourself. And I did. Let me read the back of that again. Your true nature is neither good nor bad. It is not found in enlightenment or lost in delusion. It is the spotless beauty of all creation. Who then is the self you are accepting or not accepting? Ah, it's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Okay. So what do you have to, what do you have to accept about yourself in order to make it change? What is it that you are working on right now that you can just look at and go, you know what? She's right. I need to accept this area of my life. This is where it is right now. Then from there, I can make the changes. I am a hundred pounds overweight. I am going to make the changes. I have to accept. I made all these choices that got me here. I enjoyed the ride or maybe I didn't. I ate all the foods. I laid around. I didn't do anything, but now it's time. But as soon as you accept it, then you can change it. Okay. Let's move on to Zen deck number two. So I hope you got something out of that one. We are moving on in our sister calls. We are um, all of April, which will be, include two calls. We are going to be talking about self-love. And I'm really, really excited. I have this little worksheet that we're going to be working with. We're going to be creating our self-care plan and building our meditation practice. And it's going to be really, really exciting. So if self-acceptance and self-love and self-care are all right on the tip of your tongue right now, because you know, that is the foundation. I will tell you this. If I did not learn to love myself to the level that I do right now, I would not have the amazing partner in life that I have right now. I would not have the family that I have right now. I would not have the amazing, beautiful, deep connections with other people that I have right now. And I had to accept, Jen, listen, you are, you're playing the victim role. You're very whiny and complaining. You are pissing and moaning. You're very negative. Well, the reason I'm negative is because I didn't love myself. Matter of fact, I didn't even like myself, you guys. I didn't even like myself. If you want to hear more about this story, I'll find this podcast real fast. You, don't, you want to hear about this story? 
This is A Dark Moment in Time. I believe it's number nine. Yep, number nine, season one. It was an awful suicide attempt. And it was a scary, scary time for me. I did not love myself. But where am I at now? When I love myself, I will take care of myself. When I love myself, I will invest in my relationships. I won't be so selfish. If I love myself, I will, I will save my money so I have longevity in, in this, on this planet. If I love myself, I can love others. Self-acceptance. Okay. All right. I pulled the next card. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one too. I think I, it's possible I have done this one again, but let's talk about it again. This one is right action. Strive to always do what is right. Oh, this is beautiful. Not in the eyes of others, but in your own heart. Others' thoughts are transitory. One moment they will love you, the next they will not. Act on what is right in your own heart and there will be victory. You know, I was talking to, I was talking to Cameron, who's our youngest. He's just turned 13 in January and he is... Um, the, the, the analogy I use is be a rainbow trout and not a salmon. All the salmon do the same thing. You see hundreds of them swimming up the river, all doing the same thing. They just are the same looking fish. They're all just doing the same thing and they just all swim up the river and they lay their eggs. And then five seconds later, they all die and it's all the same. They're all the same. They all do the same thing. They all swim in the same direction. They all do the exact same thing. And that's a lot of times people. When, especially when we're in school and we're trying to, you know, between like preschool, kindergarten and like third grade, fourth grade, maybe fifth grade, we are all individuals, right? We're all individual people and, and doing our own thing and wearing what we want and we're being individuals. And then somewhere something changes, something stupid happens. Sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. We start acting like others. We start acting the same as them. We want to wear the things that they're wearing. We want to we want to look the same that look the same as them. We want to say the same things. We want to do and go to the same places. Cameron right now is really struggling with well everybody else is doing it. We're hearing that all the time. Everybody else is playing these these M and teen rated video games. And everybody else is, is talking about Minecraft and everybody else is playing Halo and I want to play those games. And I say, be a rainbow trout. And of course, he just rolls his eyes at me because he knows. In a, in a past podcast, I talked about his leather jacket. It looks just like a biker jacket. It's really cool and it's really sharp on him. And I'm like, dude, be a rainbow trout. He goes to school, he wears his jacket, he just loves it. It's comfortable. He looks cool in it. It's heavy. It's genuine leather. It's really, really cool. Kids make fun of him. He gets in the car, throws it in the back seat, and he's like, I'm not wearing that jacket anymore. And I said, let me guess. Some kids made fun of you. Yeah, but Jan, you don't understand. They're calling me pleather. I said, honey, show them the tag that says genuine leather. Have them smell it. It's leather. He's like, I know, but that's not the point. The point is that they're making fun of me. I said, you know why they're making fun of you? Because you're different. Because you're authentic. Because you're, you're following your heart. You're doing something that you want to do. He had to think about it for a while. He didn't wear the coat for the next three or four days. And then all of a sudden he gets in the car Wednesday morning and it's been like a week and he wears the car, wears the coat and we're in, we're in, we're in the car getting ready to go to school. And I said, I said, what'd you decide? He goes, I'm going to be a rainbow trout. I said, that a boy. I said, you know what happens right now in your life as a, then he was a 12 year old right now as a 12 year old, you are making the decision to live authentically, to live according to your own heart, 
I said, these people in your classroom, all these kids, all these teenagers that are all trying to be the same, they will spend the rest of their lives trying to find their authenticity. Don't do that. This right action card is all about doing your own thing, following your own heart based on what's right for you. If it's right for you to take this job versus this job, if it's right for you to study this in college and not that, if it's right for you to wear this color or this outfit, not what other people are doing, then do it. I had to fight with being gay. I was not going to come out to my parents right away and I hid it from everybody for years and they had fake boyfriends and, and quote unquote roommates. And I had to hide, I had to hide this. I, came, I grew up in a Catholic family, I was afraid. I was afraid they were gonna judge me, I was afraid that they were gonna disown me. And it wasn't until I moved out in college, and my mom actually figured it out first. And uh, so when I had this, you know, my first girlfriend, and she was just like, oh, you better watch out, and I think Kathy's gay and whatever, I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And, and however, my silence, I was so unprepared for this call. And it was scary, but I was hiding from myself. I was lying to myself, which severed my relationships because I didn't want to be around people that I had to lie to. So the people that were the most important, my family, I didn't want to be around them. I didn't want to talk to them on the phone. My grandma, especially, who's like my best friend, she's gone now. She passed away in, in January, 2010. And, um, she was my best friend and I didn't want her to be disappointed and I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. I, she did know before she passed away. She did know and she met my girlfriend at the time, but uh, she was so proud of me and she was just so lovely about it and so very accepting. And, but I, I neglected time to spend with her. She'd get on the phone. She's like, oh, what about that boyfriend? Any prospects of getting married? You know, she wanted me to get married, have kids, you know. And the unfortunate part and the biggest regret is that I didn't spend that time with her because I didn't follow my heart. And in the not following of my heart, I severed these relationships, even short term. I didn't do it on purpose. I would just avoid their calls and avoid gatherings because they were always asking me, like, who are you dating? And bring your boyfriend down here. And, and I was always like, oh, yeah, no, we broke up. And, you know, always making, all these, making up all these stories. And it was very painful. But what I'm saying to you is look inside and find out what the right direction is. Find out what direction is is in your heart. Where are you going in your life? And is, is there some choices and maybe even some difficult choices that you have to make in order to live your authenticity? Right action. This is a great one. So when I was in this relationship, this nine-year relationship, and I saw that we were kind of heading towards where we're just not, we're just going to live together but not really spend this great quality time together. We weren't really going to be this happy couple and I made the choice to break up. It took me about three and a half years to come to the conclusion. And I would test intu intuitively, you know, am I ready now? You know, should I break up with her? And it didn't feel right, didn't feel right. And for three and a half years, I asked and I checked in and I tried and I tried to build the relationship and make some connection and, and tried to find this quality time and rekindle and make this, you know, make this, um, this relationship lovely and happy. And I just couldn't, I just <laughs> really didn't have a willing participant. And, um, I remember when I finally did decide and it was like this weight lifted off of me that I was like, it's, it's going to be sad because we've been together a long time and we have a lot of mutual friends that know us together and there's going to be this great divide. And, um, and the, the, the aftermath of our breakup, it was, it was quite painful. And I would have to say it was very, very painful for her because it was quite a shock for her, um, which, 
funny. All of the conversations we ever had were quite shocking for she's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you understand. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you that we need to spend more time together. And uh, anyway, and um, it was it was very, very hard for her. It was quite a difficult breakup. But the aftermath of the friends that we had that all of a sudden didn't want to talk to me basically ever again defriended me, blocked me, wouldn't talk to me, would go in the other direction if I saw him in public. And it was very, very painful for me because nobody wanted to hear my side of the story. So somewhere in that resistance and in that struggle, I can see where people would turn back and go, okay, never mind. I'm going to get back together in this relationship because it's too painful. But I will tell you that it was a hard decision and it took a long time to come to it. But so much growth and so much self-love came with it that I chose to go in a different direction. I chose to split up. I chose to, to move in a direction that was authentic to me. And it was a wonderful choice, but it did come with some pain. But if we have to, if we have to cut the ties that allow ourselves to grow and our spirits to experience what they're truly supposed to experience, that is the best thing you can do for yourself. Because if you don't go, it builds this pressure. You have this pressure in your body. You have this, your physical body starts to, to feel the wrong choice, that you're going in the wrong direction. Health can really surface. And then your life is, is unhappy. And we are truly seeking happiness. So with self-acceptance and right action, you can't have a better calling for today. You can't have better Zen deck cards pulled for today. Self-acceptance, right action. Those two things are like step one and step two to self-love. That is so beautiful and so amazing. I absolutely love these two cards. So thank you for those who commented on our post in our group about the Zen deck. I absolutely appreciate you saying that. This was a perfect card to pull for today. Tell me what you learned. Tell me what you got out of today's Zen deck pull. I hope that you can take a couple of, couple of steps in the right direction that are right for you, right in your heart. I'm here to support you. I'm here to empower you. And hopefully you got a nugget out of today's card pulls. And I hope that inspiration leads towards your transformation. Don't forget to check out Lady Rising if you want that group. If you want that support in that community, I really encourage you to check out my community online on Facebook, Lady Rising. It's a free group. You can be in there. We can post. We can share. We have uh, more stuff is coming as I am finding the time and the organization to put some live calls in there and to answer questions and to really be topic oriented. If you want to join our calls, our calls are $11 a piece. We're working currently right now to do like a monthly membership that will include some other things. Uh, I can't tell you what that is because we haven't formulated that plan yet. Um, but April is self-love and May is all about meditation. So I look forward to hearing from you and supporting you on this journey. So please be inspired, go in peace, and I will see you next time. If you liked this episode, please share this with three of your friends. And if you like this episode and look forward to future episodes, please consider making a small monthly donation to help support this podcast. If you're looking for a community to join and have more access to me, then consider joining one of my communities. Chakras for Beginners is an energy-based community that is highly active and growing every day. Lady Rising is a sistership community where the focus is on spiritual support and empowerment. We hold monthly calls and talk about topics just as like today's episode. 
We also have an online store where we can meet your meditation and chakra needs with products for your journey. You can visit us at www.themeditationroomtc.com. Thank you for joining me and being a valued listener.